Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty Show presented by Juice Tool. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Let's get right into it. You're completely missing the boat, Armour. You're at the wrong dock. I'd have to say this. If he's looking to go to the team, the last thing he wants to do is be like, oh, I'm not. No, I'm, he's got to show up. And he's got he to gotta show the Browns. You just lost $250 million by not playing, by, by not giving him that money. You're going to give it to him? Go for it. This is crazy. Kyrie Kill going to the Dolphins for uh, five hits. I can do vision. <laughs> <laughs> Should we end the podcast now? <laughs> I have three minutes. Should we end it now? Now or later? Which one? I walk out right now. That's crazy. We want to talk about legacy-defining plays and legacy-defining plays. Thirteen seconds. And you get the ball in field orange. That is absolutely insane. I'm gonna be frank with you guys. Mitch Trubisky is not a good NFL quarterback. He has never been. Okay. And guess what? In basketball, you use the basketball. In football, you use the football. The topic is the topic is. By the way, the secret topic. Secret is, topic. Um, the secret topic is, is do you rather go through Arrowhead or the Nest? Anyway, continue. The Start Link? The Link? The, the Link or the Nest? What's the, what's the oh, stadium? It's the Link. It's the Link. Link, the Link. The Nest is the old one. You can talk about that, too. For sure, whatever you want to throw out there. I mean, we'll, we'll go through yeah. our topic. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's start. Are we ready? Here we go. The NFL playoffs is upon us, and Aaron Rodgers will not be in it for the first time in who knows how long. I think it's Aaron Rodgers' career since he started in 2008, Meisty. I think he hasn't made it like two or three times. So the first year in his career, he didn't make it. And then since then, he um, didn't. I think he missed it two, two years in a row, some, somewhere in the middle of 2010. So it'll be quite interesting to see the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers. But guess who is in there? Geno Smith, Brock Purdy. We got some backup quarterbacks. We got Tom Brady back in there for uh, the a millionth time. In a row, we're going to talk some Lamar Jackson, of course, with uh, whatever, whatever, that, whatever the heck is going on there in Baltimore. So uh, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss the Bears somehow uh, eking out that number one overall pick in a dramatic finish with the Texans and Colts. Let's get right into it, Meisty. So we have a lot to talk about. Of course, we'll get into the previews later this week and, uh, I mean, just a lot of matchups, right? Ever since they expanded to, uh, to seven teams in each conference, it, it's a lot of games. It's, it's a lot of games. You have two games on Saturday. You got three games on Sunday. You got another game on Monday night. So it's a lot of games. I'm not complaining. I don't know if the players are so happy about it. I'm sure the Dolphins and Seahawks are pretty happy about it because they wouldn't be in the playoffs otherwise. But anyway, let's talk about Lamar Jackson for a second here, Meisty, because what the heck is going on here? I mean, you know, it, it's sort of like every time the Ravens want to, the, the reporters bring up Lamar Jackson to Harbaugh, he's like, I'm just not going to give an update. He's like, I don't know. He's like this avoids the question every single time. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's interesting. It could be an injury. It, it could be contract situation. I mean, Meisty, what, what the heck is going on in Baltimore? I mean, to me, it sounds like maybe he doesn't want the Bengals to know who the starting quarterback is going to be until the game comes out. You know, let them go prep for one guy and throw out another guy. Let him, uh, I don't know, who knows what his plan is. Maybe he's waiting for, for the doctor. So it could be a game time decision. Um, I hope to see Lamar out there. It would be nice to see him. Um, but from what our, our understanding is that, I mean, Lamar is telling people that he thinks he's going to be back. So, I don't know. That's he, Lamar says he's going to be back. 
That's all we know. That's all I can say. Like, if he if he's back, he's back. If he's not, we're not gonna win. We don't really have much of a chance. So let's hope he's back. I sort of felt like Lamar was week to week for the rest of the season when he got injured, right? He went out against the Broncos. was like, well, he's week to week, but for the rest of the season. So he might not play the remainder of the season. And a lot of people were speculating, well, you know, the playoffs wasn't really on the line at any point in the season. They sort of clinched it with two weeks left, right? So, in fact, they clinched it with three weeks left because they didn't even need that win against the Falcons to clinch the playoffs. So technically they clinched it with, with plenty of time in the season. And had the season been on the line at any point, people were like, well, maybe Lamar would have pushed himself to come back. But I don't know if that's the case, Micey. Like... You know, maybe he'll come back for the playoffs. He definitely has something to prove in the playoffs, being that people have their doubts about whether or not he can perform at a high level on such a stage. But there, I, I, there might be something deeper here. I mean, the Ravens signed Roquan Smith today to a big deal. It's the biggest deal for any linebacker in NFL history. $20 million a year, $45 million guaranteed. There might be something here, Mike. It's going to be very difficult to sign Roquan and then sign Patrick Queen if they want to do that. I don't know if they do. But the, it seems like the tandem of those two have been what have, has been so effective. The fact that Roquan's come in there and sort of enabled Patrick Queen to step his game up. And then to sign Lamar Jackson. You're going to need a receiver here at some point. It's a lot of money. And I don't know what the Ravens' cap situation is here. But they're generally in like the bottom 10 of the league. So it just seems like things are lining up for the Ravens. Not necessarily to let go of him just yet. But not to commit to him in the long-term deal. Maybe to franchise take him for a year or two. But... I think things are pointing in the direction of them not being committal long term to Lamar Jackson. I guess we'll have to tune into the offseason and all our podcasts as we follow the Lamar Jackson contract situation. And uh, we'll have to tune in for that. It's going to be exciting to see. I know. Rocky will like- definitely keep us posted. Yeah, last off season, last off season it was, uh, we were already talking about what's going on. We already did a whole podcast on it in person, if you recall. But anyway, let's move on. So we got some interesting matchups over here um, in the uh, first weekend of the season. We're not going to preview them exactly, but just some interesting storylines. Number one, you know, I was, I, I'm old enough to remember Nick Foles bringing the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl as a backup quarterback. And Morty is, uh, obviously was a fan of that, that run over there. So, you know, Nick Foles sort of came in and uh, played decent in the divisional round. But then that game against the Vikings, Mason, the NFC Championship game. I mean, it was dime after dime. It was just, he was dropping the ball into Torrey Smith to, to Aguilar, spreading the ball around. He really didn't miss a throw. And then there was the same case in the Super Bowl. He went toe-to-toe with Brady, and it had a spectacular game. And, you know, we've seen this phenomenon. He's the second quarterback in NFL history as a backup that was a, a season backup to come in and win the Super Bowl. Jeff Hostetler was the first one. And it's an, it's an interesting storyline because Geno Smith is a career backup. He comes in this year in Seattle. And in the offseason, they're like, he's going to battle it out with Drew Locke. And we're all, and, and all of us are like, Mikey. All of us before the season are like, the Seahawks are not going to be any good, right? Drew Locke stinks. Then once they said Geno Smith's going to start, like, if I, it's a little more interesting. They're still not going to be good, right? It, it's like it's a little more. It's like a project. It's an experiment. We'll see how that works out. But they're still not going to be good. Meanwhile, Geno Smith is sitting here, top ten quarterback in football according to PFF. He has the ninth best passing grade in the league, Mikey. I mean, he has the second most big time throws in the league this year, ahead of Patrick Mahomes, ahead of Joe Burrow. Only behind Josh Allen. So this man has played exceptionally well this season. And he's going to be going up against another guy that's played exceptionally well, coming in as a backup, Brock Purdy. What a fascinating matchup. And first, my question is, 10 points. You're giving the Niners 10 points here. Is that too much? A little bit. But, you know, we'll get into that, I guess, on Thursday. Well, hopefully, I think the line will move if certain players are in, certain players are ruled out. But um. 
what really interests me here is what happens if Brock Purdy goes and wins the Super Bowl this year? That's what I want to talk about. Because now you have three quarterbacks who, yes, Brock Purdy finished the season, right? As he'll win the Super Bowl. But G- but but Jimmy Garoppolo started when Jimmy Garoppolo came in, that's when that winning started. And then Brock Purdy finished it. Trey Lance, they weren't so good with Trey Lance, but Trey Lance is technically still the future. Who do they what do they do? Got three quarterbacks. You can't pay them all. They're all gonna expect something. So that that's also something to look forward to this offseason. But um I don't know. I think the I think that I, I'm not a big excuse me, I'm not a big Geno Smith guy. Um I think that I think that he's he that like he gets like help too much from like his receivers with big name receivers that he has in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, but I I don't know. I don't think they have any chance against the 49ers, but we're not, but like we said, we're trying not to get into that much, too much, but I'd be it, shocked. I'd be yeah. shocked. Yeah, I know I would too, but this is a, sh- this is like the battle of reclamation projects, right? Cause that's what Geno Smith, Brock Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant. He comes in and it gets progressively better throughout the season, right? Sort of started off, you know, a little tough against Miami, but then it just got better and better. His passing grade went up every single game. The one thing that still hasn't been there is big-time throws. Again, like you said, Trey Lance is the future there. It'll be an interesting discussion in the offseason. I still don't quite think that they're going to move on from Trey Lance for Brock Purdy. He still was the last pick of the draft. He still hasn't shown that he can throw the ball down the field, make big plays, like Trey Lance has the ability to do, albeit on an inconsistent basis. But I'm very intrigued by this game because who's the better quarterback in this game, I see? is Geno Smith. So it's a reclamation project. It's an interesting game that we'll preview um, later this week. But Geno, you... you, Brock you Purdy. Oh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to say it. But if you just look at Geno Smith's season as a whole, he had three spectacular games in the middle of the season against Detroit, the Saints, Giants, fantastic games. If you take out those three games, he's career Geno Smith. He's the same average quarterback he's been his entire career, right? But you can't take those games out, Weissie. You can't. That's a, that, that He has that in him. So this is going to be an intriguing one. I think 10 is a little high. I think they're not giving Geno Smith enough credit, although it's been ugly down the stretch here. But I think it'll be interesting to see. It's an interesting phenomenon in the NFL where, like, you know, quarterbacks come in. I think this is a similar situation to Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, Baker Mayfield's going to need a late late career surgery. Here. He's going to be in his sixth year next year. Someone's going to have to give him a chance. He's very simil- in a very similar boat to Geno Smith. Is he going to come in here and all of a sudden start to, well, whether it's with the Rams or someone else, is he going to come in here and have a late career push like Geno Smith, lead the team to the playoffs, come out of nowhere? I mean, the, the, these reclamation products happen. Is Sam Darnold going to do that down, down, down the road? I can see this happening a couple more times in the next five years. We have guys like Geno Smith coming in and all of a sudden propelling their team to the playoffs. It's interesting. It makes it exciting. <laughs> Why not? Why don't you like it? Because I don't believe in that. Because we're going to young quarterbacks and, and, and trying to, I don't know. Not, Geno Smith's a phenomenon where, where his team, himself, the whole team kind of helped him. Not buying Gino. I didn't buy Gino. I mean, I bought Gino earlier in the season a little bit, but I'm not buying Gino right now. I don't know. Something throws me off about the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's an anomaly of a season for Gino. It's an outlier in his career, but nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see if he can make, if he can make, win a game even against the Niners. So uh, we'll talk about that more later this week. One more thing, just to hit on the playoffs. Tom Brady, man, is back in the playoffs, and the Bucks looked horrible this season. They looked out of sync. Finally, second last week of the season against the Panthers, you saw that hook up a few times. 
Brady tossing the ball down the field to Mike Evans. And that's what we've been looking for all season. Brady to Evans, down the field, the big touchdowns. Will we see that more throughout the postseason? Do you think, Meisty, that Brady's got a shot to win the Super Bowl? Does he have a shot? Yeah, I mean, I thought I was saying in like week four of the season, I was like, listen, it's not so crazy. If, I mean, I also, I'm not going to lie, uh, towards the end of the season, though, I, I started recalling it and saying, oh, maybe the Panthers will make a run here. But, um, sure. but, but, you know, and early in the season, I definitely was talking about, you know, road to the road to the Super Bowl for Tom Brady might not be so hard if it's, if, you know, if you think that Tom Brady can't beat Dallas again, he's seven and L. If you think that Tom, if if you're if you're going to bet against Tom Brady possibly going into, you know, in, to play the Eagles, a young team, maybe he beats them, maybe, right? And then he, all he's got to do is play the winner of the Vikings, uh, or um, or the uh, whoever the, whoever they play, or whoever those games are, Forty Niners or whatever. So like, these are all possibilities of yeah, it's not so hard for Brady Brady to make another run. The team is built for it. You know, his receivers just got to stay healthy. Defense clicks. It's not so hard. Morty, what are you saying, Morty? The the Bucks finished the regular season 4-12-1 against the spread. Worst spread record by a playoff team in NFL history. They don't need to cover to win. They don't need to cover to win. Just well, saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think part of the reason why um, I always notice this whenever it's like Tom Brady's in the games, they, they're always heavier favorites. Like, like when they're favorites in a game with Brady, it's like Brady. Like so, if you're a home team, you get two and a half. But if you have Brady, you get like an extra like point. It's like why? What do we? What do we? What do we? Forget me. They do need to cover to win. They're 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 underdogs. They well, do need. Yeah, no, in this game they have to cover. Right, technically they need to cover to win. I I might see I mean, the one thing that holds me back from Brady. Oh, oh, Brady. By the way, if you want to know why Brady's not going to win this game, it's because Brady sucks at nighttime. <laughs> oh, is that why? Prime no. time Brady. It's like prime time. Morty, when was the last time primetime Brady won a game? Eagles, I'm assuming, because you're asking him. Uh, I, I can, I can look that up if you give me a sec. Hey, I don't know. I'm saying, like, uh, I'm asking. I don't know. It's been a long time. Uh, no. Curiosity. Out of curiosity. Brady, Brady, hasn't won a prime time. Brady hasn't looked good in a primetime game. Oh, Thursday night against the Baltimore Ravens. That was awful. Uh, like, that was right? awful. Like, awful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, he hasn't looked good all season, really. I mean, the... Bucks preseason odds to win the Super Bowl was plus one thousand. Their preseason odds now that everyone knows they won the division during the playoffs is plus twenty five hundred. It's way way low. Now it's now twenty eight hundred. Division only because they were in a stinky division. So you know the one thing that concerns me. Of course, we'll get to our predictions uh, for the weekend in our preview podcast. But the one thing that concerns me is that this offense looks out of sync. It just looks out of sync. Like on paper, you looked at the Bucks coming to like Evans, sort of that jump ball type of guy. Chris Godwin's a deep threat. You have uh, just a well rounded explanation for it. There's no explanation for it. I can't really explain why, but either Brady's missing receivers, receivers are dropping passes, the offensive line's been banged up, the defense hasn't played particularly well. It's weird. It's not like they've come together to make a playoff run. They've simply eked out a few wins in a poor division to make to, to, to sneak into the playoffs. That's all that's happened here. It's not like the Lions or the Packers, who nearly made the playoffs with this hot streak of winning a bunch of consecutive games. You know, and 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 soaring into the playoffs as a seventh seed after winning like five straight games. That's not what it is, Meisty. They have snuck into the playoffs, and I don't have much faith in the Bucks to make a Super Bowl run. To beat the Cowboys is a different story, but to make a Super Bowl run, even though it's a weak NFC. No, but we're, you know, we're just early speculating, and it would be cool to see. I mean, I would. It would be one of probably the most frustrating things to a lot of football fans to watch Tom Brady do it again. But 
But I mean, that would be spectacular. Rocky, come on, it would not be the most spectacular. Might be the most spectacular moment in sports if Brady lifted another trophy. I mean, it it would be the most spectacular thing I think in sports. Forty-five, forty-five years old. No one's lifting a forty-five-year-old trophy. He's like forty-six, right? Forty-six at this point. Isn't he? Forty-six. Oh, I don't even know. That'd be crazy. Whatever. Point being that. I hear you, man. I'm just, uh, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced by what I've seen this season. But yes, it would be crazy. It would be absolutely crazy. And listen, if he was in the AFC, I'd say forget about it. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, he's not beating all three of those guys. Right. Not a chance, right? But yeah, what? he's going to have to go up against, you know, the Cowboys, you know, Kirk Cousins or Brock Purdy. You know, the only good team he's going to have to beat is the Eagles. So yeah, he's got a shot. He's got a shot. We'll see what happens there. Now, I want to discuss something that has no bearing on the playoffs. My favorite topic, the number one overall pick. Now, I, it, it was like the, 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 uh, the early window on Sunday. You know, Scott Hanson was going nuts. But the early window on Sunday was all about playoffs, pretty much. Until it hit, like, the end of the window, right? The, the witching hour, he calls it, where it was like, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden, the Texans might surrender the number of our pick. Maybe let's turn our attention to this game for a second. No relevance whatsoever to the playoffs, but an incredible amount of relevance when it comes to the offseason. So, therefore, let's turn our attention to this. And that was the wild finish. Obviously, Texans down by seven. Chuck up a fourth and 20 into the end zone with 40 seconds left. Get the two-point conversion to go ahead and take the lead and win the game by one against the Colts. And this had a... A tremendous impact on the offseason for two reasons. For three reasons. Number one, the Bears get the number one overall pick. Number two, the Texans don't get the number one overall pick. Number three, the Colts are, are right in there with the fourth overall pick. So this is what I want to say, Meisty, about this. Before we get your thoughts on the Bears getting the number one overall pick. But uh, this is what I want to say. Morty, please put the camera on me. Here's what I have to say. Basically, I think the Bears could consider, and I'm not saying they should, but they should consider drafting a quarterback number one overall. And my logic is to reset the rookie contract. I think in the NFL, it's about quarterbacks on the rookie contracts. That is your window. Unless you have Patrick Mahomes, unless you have Josh Allen, unless you have a top-notch quarterback, the bottom line is down. Because once you have to pay him money, a few years later, it starts to catch up to you. So if they're going to have to pay Justin Fields in two years, I mean, this team is, is, is at least two years away from having a competitive roster. So if they're going to have to pay Justin Fields in two years once they start competing, and, then they, and, and, and he's not quite good enough. Let's say he's just a middle-of-the-pack passer. I mean, he's, he still hasn't proved, Meisty. He still hasn't proved that he can throw the ball consistently. He didn't throw the ball particularly well this year. In one or two games where he showed some problems from the pocket. But really, all the Bears did this year was tap in, into his rushing game, which is valuable, which is great. It's got, it can get them a few wins, a few more wins next year, a few more than three wins next year. But are we sold on this guy as a great quarterback? People want to compare him to Lamar Jackson. I'm not ready to do that. Lamar Jackson has proved that he's a much better pocket passer than Justin Fields this year. Their rushing ability is similar. Lamar's got a little bit of an edge this year. Well, not this year, throughout his career. The rushing ability is similar. Lamar's got a little bit of an edge there. Of course, he's the fastest player in the league. But as a pure pocket passer, Lamar's been about top 15 in his entire career. Justin Fields has not proved that if you put him back there in a third and long, in a must-pass situation, that he can do that yet. Lamar has, albeit on an inconsistent basis. But he has. And for all my Lamar hate, Justin okay. Fields is not on his level yet. And he's not on, his, on the level Lamar was after two years. He's not. So with that being said, you should consider it. Now, you could still ride with Justin Fields. You could still try that out. You could still hope that he develops. But it's a hope and it's a pray. You have to hope and pray that Justin Fields develops. Because if he doesn't, you, you, you missed an opportunity here to get, a, to get the quarterback number one overall. Okay. So, first of all, let's start with this. Okay. Cap space-wise, Rocky, I know you're all into paying people. The Bears' cap space right now 
is um, 113,299,166. The next team's cap space at number two is 56 million. Okay? That, they are double. They have double the cap space of any other team. So I don't think they're worried right now about. So if they have to go and trade and pay for a, a quarterback at the time when they're ready to win, whatever that means, right? In two years, because if Justin Fields doesn't work out, they'll, they'll go get their guy then. They'll have no issue going and getting their guy then. So if maybe, so let's say they go and draft uh, Bryce Young and he doesn't pan out. Now they just toss that away. How about go get something like a short thing like Will Anderson, who who's just an absolute beast, who led, uh, what did he do? He led the entire he led, led the entire country as a, as a sophomore in tackles or sacks. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but, but Will Anderson is a short thing. He's going to be an absolute beast as a defensive end in the NFL. Why not go and get that guy? Someone who will definitely help your team in a spot where you need him. Oh, but they need a receiver. All right, relax. Look, they have other picks. They have this. We'll get that. They'll figure it out. They'll trade. Once again, they have so much cap space. They can go get Devontae Adams, and, and, and their cap space won't be hurt. Ooh. Right? Oh, who needs a quarterback? The Raiders. I heard the Raiders need a quarterback. Number one, number one pick calling. Devontae Adams, maybe. Swip swap any swip swap. I don't know. I'm just saying if I'm the Raiders, right? And if you're the Texans, I mean, what the heck, Texans? I mean, right now I know it's like, oh yeah, we have the number two pick, and like the Bears have their guy. But what if they trade their pick? Like the Texans just don't have like. You know what it was? I think that Lovey Smith was it was a little middle finger from Lovey oh. Smith to be like, You're firing me, I know. So you know what? Let's go win this game. Yeah. And he probably he probably said to Jeff Saturday, Jeff, I mean, you're not getting your job either way. Just let me win. Let me let me let me let me dig in there. And he's like, Jeff's like, I don't care. <laughs> so <laughs> No, I don't know. Uh, um but yeah, uh, so like you say, not the number one pick overall in the draft. I mean, yeah. You know, maybe they should pick a quarterback. Like we said, you definitely can't sit here and say, oh, no. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. No, you definitely have to look into it. Like we said, I mean, there's five quarterbacks. You have Will Levis. Uh, technically, even what's his name can technically go in the first round. Um, Stenson Bennett. I mean, I don't know if someone's yeah, first yeah. round or anything. But yeah, Anthony Ray played last night. I mean, listen, I'm not saying the Bears should or shouldn't do it. All I'm saying is to consider it. And another consideration would be, like you mentioned, you trade to the Colts at four. Tra- the Colts go up from four to one. You can get a couple picks for that. Even going up three picks, is you can. it's expensive. It's not cheap. So the Colts are going to have to pay a sum for that. And even at four, they can get, you know, the guy from Ohio State. They can get a different quarterback if he falls there. So at the end of the day, or they can get Will Levis. So, you know, th- th- there's other guys that they can get later. But I'm just saying to consider drafting a quarterback, maybe not number one, maybe number four, maybe number five, to consider drafting a quarterback high. Not necessarily just to say, Justin Fields, our guy, let's move on. You always have to look at the big picture as a team, you know? Put, put out all your options in front of you. Because, you know, I don't want them to just be like, when I, ah, quarterback, forget about it. Forget about it. Quarterback, I'm not going to go. We have Justin Fields. I don't want them to do that. I want them to be like, listen, we have Justin Fields. Chance he could be our franchise quarterback. It's also a chance he can't be our franchise quarterback. So maybe we should consider. Let's look at our options. We traded with the Colts. Okay, we go down three spots. We can still draft the quarterback, and we get a few picks later on. Okay, we don't like what we have at trade for number one overall. Maybe we should, maybe we can get Will Anderson, the surefire thing, or maybe we should, could get a quarterback. They have a lot of options here, and all of them should so be considered. The only all reason, okay, so if I'm the Bears, right? So, so the only reason why I I wouldn't trade, the only reason why I wouldn't trade past number it, it, to the Colts is because of this. The 
the Arizona Cardinals are going to take your def- your defensive end if you don't want a quarterback in the uh, you know later on. Yeah, so I would say that the Bears just really, if they're going to trade into later into the draft, they should trade maybe even further down and then also get a second round pick because they don't have one because they traded for Trace Claypool, which was a complete disaster. Hopefully next year he he shows up for them because otherwise they, that was a terrible trade for them. Other than that, really, I mean, if they trade out of the first pick and and they decide that they don't want any of the remaining quarterbacks, I mean, they're, they're losing out on a guy like Will Anderson, who I'm a huge fan of. I mean, Alabama produces all the types of defenders, so they'd be crazy to really pass up. I mean, I think that since they haven't had it since 1947, they must keep it. They must draft. I'm excited. Well, see, let's put it like this. If the Texans were, were number one overall, they wouldn't get Will Anderson, even though he is the best player in the draft overall. Why? Because a quarterback is just so much more valuable that it's worth it to get a guy that might or might not work out, Bryce Young, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, whatever, over uh, at the most important position in football over a guy that is a much surefire thing but at a, a position that's not nearly as important. So that's the only reason you're taking a chance here. Like, it's one thing if Justin Fields came out, played the first two years of his career like Patrick Mahomes, like, fine, let's not, let's not get back to get, get, you know, get ahead of ourselves over here. Played the first two years of his career, played at a high level, showed us enough to be like, yeah, you can't move on from this guy yet. But he hasn't really. He's just showed that he's a really dynamic runner, not a particularly good passer. So, you know, I, I think, again, I, I hear what you're saying, Mikey. To trade the pick back and get a bunch of picks, especially you don't have the the, 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 the second-round pick, which, by the way, Mikey, that second-round pick is now a first-round pick because the Dolphins don't have a pick this year. So it's the 32nd overall pick in the draft. It's essentially the last pick of the first round. So that was huge. And the Steelers, wow, what a, what a trade over there. And the, the Steelers started winning games when they traded Claypool. Then they went on a huge streak because then they started throwing the Pickens more. You called this, Meisty. You're like, yeah, trade Claypool, no problem. Now you start throwing the Pickens more. Now Deontay Johnson, you know, finally uh, starts, uh, you start throwing Deontay Johnson more. Friermuth, like they were now spreading the ball around because they knew they had Claypool. You take him out of the equation, the Steelers started sp- spreading the ball around. It was beneficial for them. And they get a first-round pick, essentially. So great move by the Steelers. But yeah. Everything should be on the table is all I'm saying. We, we brought up a bunch of possible scenarios here, and I think they should, they should, they should uh, consider all of them. Real quick, there's only going to be 31 picks in the first round this year. Yeah, so, that's yeah. what I was saying. So it's essentially a first, a first round pick, even though it's technically the first pick of the second round, but, but it's yeah. the 32nd overall pick in the draft. So it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. It's just like, what a bargain <laughs> for the Steelers. <laughs> what a bargain. A guy they didn't even need. It got better without him. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just, the Steelers are always blow my mind. That'll be an interesting discussion throughout the offseason. But anyway, listen, I think that this makes the offseason so much more exciting, Mikey. Like, let's just say the Texans got the number one pick. Okay, we're all dragging through a draft. Oh, the Texans are on the clock. Bryce Young, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Now we have all this to discuss. We have the next couple of months to say, well, will they draft a quarterback? Will they trade down? Will they stay right where they are and draft Will Anderson? Will they draft someone else? Who the heck knows where it'll go now? Ah, this is awesome. I love the fact that the Bears have the number one overall pick right now. I love it. It makes everyone in NFL media, all their jobs, so much more exciting. And us in podcast land, it makes our job so much more exciting, man. Because speculation, that is what this is all about, Mike. It's speculation. We have no idea what, that, what the heck the Bears are going to do. All we can do is speculate, but it's fun to speculate. It's fun to say, well, maybe they should move on from Justin Fields. Well, maybe they should get Will Anderson. Well, maybe they should trade back. Who knows, man? Do the Bears even know at this point? Probably not. <laughs> I highly doubt they know what they're doing at this point. But only time will tell. Only time will tell, man. All right. Anything else you want uh, to hit on before we head out of here? I think we're good. All right. We'll come at you 
later this week with uh, Wild Wild Card Weekend as its new title because there's so many games. Got a whole slate, man. We got a lot to go through, a lot to discuss in Wild Card Weekend, some big headlines. We'll get you there later this week. In the meantime, thank you for joining us, everyone. Of course, remember to subscribe, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, tell your friends, tell your family. This was just, uh, you know, different type of podcast. We know we haven't, we haven't per se done these types of podcasts throughout the season. It's been more either preview or review. But, you know, we want to try to add some extra stuff in during the playoffs because there's so much to talk about, so many headlines. And, of course, we'll have more to talk about by the end of uh, the weekend. So we'll see you then. Yeah.